0: studio in nitro west virginia this is unreasonable down a podcast about west virginia university basketball part of the basketball podcast network i'm josh witt and this is episode four marquette shriners children's charleston classic Semifinal. marquette had a guy with the last name morsel and i didn't hear this once during the broadcast but regardless of this guy's lot in life Somebody has had to have called him tasty, right? You gotta be tasty morsel. And it doesn't matter if you're a baker or a basketball player or you like chess or you uh, enjoy binging supermarket sweep. If your name is morsel, you gotta be tasty. I'm avoiding what I'm here to talk about, which is West Virginia losing for the first time in the season. They lose in Charleston. They shot 58% in the first half against Marquette. Then they did not shoot 58%. They shot way lower than that, I believe in the 20s. And Shaka Smart, best Bob Huggins, 82 71, Marquette with. 35 freshmen and three seniors dominate the second half. And really was pretty good the whole game. It's just West Virginia was lights out in the first half. The jump shots were going in. It was a tale of two halves. But for the whole game, there was a a weird storyline in that Nobody knew what the score was. It was very... (laughs) I'm just watching the game and ESPN's reacting to what's happening in Charleston and somehow West Virginia got an extra bucket and Marquette was down three in their comeback or down two and then they were up six. (laughs) It's... I don't know what was going on. I don't know how you get it that wrong. I've never seen the struggle. This happened multiple times during the game. I've never seen the struggle where they can't get what I would argue is the most important part of the basketball game as far as a matter of record. If you're keeping track of who's scoring to determine a winner, then you got to know what the score is. That's not a hot take. That's just what it is. You got to know. And the folks, the fine folks in Charleston, South Carolina, for a lot of the game, and by a lot, more than like two minutes, didn't know what the score was. Again, the good, they shot it well in the first half. Country Roads, very popular song. The Marquette fans were starting to sing it before the game was over in the last minute or so. Even Marquette players, number 22, i seen him singing along with the Marquette fans. It it wasn't WVU fans singing Country Roads. And so they're obviously singing Country Roads because they just like the song. It's a catchy song, and it has nothing to do with rubbing it in to WVU fans that they were the better team tonight. What else is good? Poly Polycat post up, triple P successful, that was good. This is not good for WVU, but just good for a person. Shout out to the play-by-play guy coming back to start the second half. This guy was like, "You look at the score," I'm paraphrasing. "You look at the score," And Marquette, they're down 12, but they have WVU right where they want them. Uh, he didn't do that part. West, or Marquette down by 12 versus Illinois in the first half. Come back win. Down by 12 here in Charleston versus Mississippi at the half. Come back and win. So he went magic eight ball. He he just had a He was basing it on numbers. He had a feeling, and his feeling was absolutely correct. The Big East, man. The Big East. Shaka Smart. How do you – again, we don't know how good West Virginia is. We don't know how good Marquette is. But did that look like a team in the second half that had – 10 freshmen on the roster. It did not look like that to me. So props to Shaka Smart and the and the Golden Eagles of Marquette. For WVU, let's talk about the bad. Let's get let's get to this part. Talked in the last episode about the, the manic en- energy of KD and Johnson. He did not come out guns blazing this game, but he did hit a three. But he also did that thing where he got a couple of fouls, which I mentioned in the last episode I'm okay with because he'll come back, be rested. Other guys are going to get to play. And, again, it didn't really matter in the first half. It all set up for Kedrian Johnson to come back in, disrupt number 22, make all things right with the world because we knew WVU wasn't going to keep shooting 58% from the field. And it just didn't happen. He went out and got his third foul really quick, sat, and it just wasn't there for Kedrian tonight. And then Malik Curry, it wasn't there for him. There was one play in the second half where Malik Curry got the steal and he's got it in the middle of the court, and he just decided, you know what, I'm going to take this on my own. And he was weaving through traffic. It looked good until he didn't make the shot. And then Marquette goes the other way, makes a basket. And so that's a four or five-point swing. Not that it would have been a great thing for WVU to set up offense because Marquette played the three-quarter trap zone. I would say that WVU was extremely patient with that zone. And so there was a false sense of confidence. Hey, we've got this with 16 seconds on the shot clock. And those jump shots that went in the in the first half didn't go in in the second half. So we couldn't keep Kedrian on the floor. We couldn't keep keep Gabe on the floor, and so we needed those guys in the second half when the offense kind of slowed down and they weren't there to make it happen. I, West Virginia is up twelve, but in the first half. Marquette was still getting open shots. Let's be clear. Throughout the game, Marquette was getting shots that they absolutely wanted to take. And you could see with the rotations, and it just stood out in this game. 20 feet from the basket, we've got two and sometimes three guys on a guy that's trying to get to the rim. I mean, they're not close to the rim yet, but they've already got past one WVU guy. And all the help is coming. There's only five guys on the floor. And if three guys are around one guy, not good. That's bad math. There were two runouts in the first half where somebody was jiving. West Virginia not close to get an offensive rebound. Here's what we can't have. We can't be close to – we can't be extremely far away from getting an offensive rebound and also have five guys – below the foul line when there's a live ball turnover that leads to very easy baskets so the defense huggins has been saying i'm not pleased with the defense i'm not going to say the word he used earlier this season of how to describe the defense but he knows more than we do i still think they're not terrible but tonight they were not good it was not good And once the second half started, and after the play-by-play guy said Marquette has WVU right where they want him, Marquette went dunk three, two-point jumper three, layup three, dunk three. (laughs) And it went from up 12, and I think they were up 13 very early in the second half, to down one, even though... They didn't have that on the scoreboard in Charleston, but it happened within six minutes of game time. And they, and Marquette never really looked back. And number 22, this guy, like number 22 for Marquette, freshman transfer, played his previous freshman year at George Mason comes to Marquette and he's doing everything. He's, he's getting wherever he wants on the court. He's doing like the LeBron James diagonal pass to the corner. He had a few turnovers, but for the most part, he was making the right pass. And if he had some open space, he was shooting the three. And he made, I think he made half of his threes. He made at least four threes. That guy killed us. Did not have an answer for him. In my mind, Kedrian is the answer for him. Kedrian was on him at the start of the second half and then got a cheap foul. And that's going to happen sometimes when you're aggressive like Kedrian Johnson. You're going to have a ref that's going to call a foul 30 feet from the basket. And that's not good. It wasn't good tonight. What else was bad? You know, part of number 22's deal as far as these all the passes a lot of them in the second half was get past the guy the help comes and guess what have we ever seen this before? Wide open guy in the corner (laughs) I've never had that nightmare that recurring dream over and over again opponents wide open just setting up in the corner and they did that And they did that successfully. And West Virginia only forced 13 turnovers. 13 turnovers, not bad, right? But not good (laughs) if you're relying on turnovers in the 20s, high teens, sometimes 30s. So you've got to make that up with something. And one of the ways you can make up for only turning the other team over 13 times is make the shots within 2 feet. And tell me if you have a <laughs> Tell me if you haven't seen this before. WVU missed a bunch of two-footers tonight and it was across the board. Taz missed a handful, Sean missed at least one, Gabe missed a couple, Curry missed a few. Demond Carrigan missed widely on one. Like whenever you hear Huggins say, "We've got big guys who can't even hit the rim from two feet out," with love and respect to Demond, he's talking about Demond, and maybe other guys are doing that too. But when he says that, my my, I'm I'm focused on you for right now. Mr. Kerrigan, and Mr. Kerrigan had a couple of good blocks in the first half. But you got to make two footers, and they missed a ton of them tonight. And that gets masked if other things are happening. You're getting turnovers. You continue to shoot well. When those things don't happen, listen, this is not math. But let me lay out what happened tonight. West Virginia didn't get turnovers. Turnovers. The other team is not helping you out by missing wide open threes. You're not making your two footers and you don't get offensive rebounds. When all those things are happening, you're going to lose the basketball game. That is not a great formula for success. And been talking in the first three games about the energy of this team. Like I've liked the energy And the energy was there in the first half. But the second half, if you're not making shots, that is the lifeblood of of having a good energy. And when that disappears, the energy's got to come from somewhere else. you got to have defensive energy. You could still be manic if you're not making shots. And so West Virginia did not make shots and did not have it defensively. And so the energy just gets sucked out of the – out of the gym and we're on game four. This is the first time just watching body language guys pausing a lot of, Hey ref, why didn't you call that? And maybe they were tired. It it was reminiscent of the second half of the exhibition game in this one where, I mean, the rotations were funky all night, but you know, eight minutes left a lot of standing and it's <laughs> not even getting past the guy. Marquette's just passing the ball around the perimeter and getting an open three, not getting a hand on the shot. So it was the first time where they played the game, you know, less than 24 hours between two games. Uh, the season's young. West Virginia does not win every single early season tournament every single year. And here's the thing. The next game on Sunday, it's, it's not getting easier. Strictly based on computer rankings, Clemson is better than Marquette. So another good challenge. Not, let's not panic. It's one game. Yes. We saw some recurring nightmare stuff, but, uh, Let's just all agree that that guy needs to be tasty. <laughs> Random thoughts coming up. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Not you, curling. Ice hockey, new customers, bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. As long as that red lamp comes on and like the, you know, however they do it, you win $100 if either team scores a goal. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long, the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage are required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like, random thoughts for, like, this episode of, like, Unreasonable Doubt. I want to, like, apologize for the last episode because, like, I listened back to like the whole episode and like I used the word like, like way too much for my liking. I don't want to like blame anybody for like what was happening during that episode. And like when I went back and edited, I like, edited out some of the likes because there was like too many times that like I said the word like and again like I'm not blaming anybody you know my verbal crutches like it's not like it's definitely long pause and then so so is a big, like, verbal crutch for me. And, using the word and as a transition is, is, using the word, like, and is, like, definitely a verbal crutch. But, like, the amount of times that I said, like, I want to apologize for that. It's like way extra, like way over the top. If I had to like put a finger on like why the verbal crutch of like saying the word like while talking into a like microphone i got to be like careful here. Let me like tell you a little bit about myself right now. Like I am a father, proud father. I'm a, I'm like a, a happy father. I'm a father of like a teenage daughter. And I have another daughter that's not like a teenager. But one of those children is definitely like a teenager. And I'm not like saying that this person like says like a lot. I'm not saying that. But you know how like you're around somebody and like they're talking and like you're around them a lot you end up like taking some of their mannerisms and like some of the things that they say and incorporate that into like how you speak or whatever. Like that's totally a thing. And you don't have to like TikTok that, that, Hey, like, do you have friends? Guess what? Like you all are probably talking like, like each other. So, like, I'm not blaming my teenage daughter for like how I'm talking and not like, I noticed it like last episode. I don't feel like I'm doing it right now. What I'd like to say, like, kind of flipping it in like a positive way Having said all that, like, it's kind of a good thing that, like, I'm talking like my teenage daughter. Because, like, it means that we're having more, like, quality time together. And we're, like, hanging out more and, and, like, talking. And so we're kind of, like, talking, like, each other more. Which is... Like, unfortunate for her, because if she's, like, talking like I do, then she's picking up things that I, like, do. She might be picking up, like, saying and and, like, saying so after a long pause. But I, like, think that's a good thing. And now, is that, like, good for this podcast? Like, absolutely not. Because, like, people who, like, don't know me, but want to give, like, this podcast a try, and they're, like, listening to this, they're not listening right now. Like, they checked out, like, minutes ago. Because, like, how many times, like, can you hear the word like? And maybe it's not happening this episode. It, again, I'm saying it happened in the last, like, episode. But I'm, like, a glass half full guy. Anyways, like, this is, I am, like, aware of it. And I am, like, going to still, And it, like, I'm not blaming anybody. But, like, I'm going to keep having a good, like, relationship with everybody in my family, uh, including, like, my my teenage daughter. But I'm, like, not going to let that affect, like, me talking into a microphone in a room with my, like, cats. My, like, promise to you. Final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me. On social media, on Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV, on the Facebook, at UnreasonableDoubtWV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact! Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The next game for WVU is 5 p.m. on Sunday. So it might be light outside. ESPN 2, consolation game versus the Clemson Tigers. So this is in Charleston, South Carolina. Clemson is in South Carolina. I'm guessing Clemson will have a decent presence there. However, I I saw some clips of the St. Bonaventure-Clemson game. St. Bonaventure... They travel. Strong strong bonnie presence at the Charleston Classic. Clemson, they've only lost one game. They lost to St. Bonaventure. They're four and one. They smoked Temple in the first game. And guess what? Clemson is more experienced than Marquette. Higher Ken Palm ranking than Marquette. Clemson has started the season. We saw those threes go down for Marquette throughout the course of the game, especially the second half. Clemson has started the season shooting 46% from three, which is really good. Top 10 in the country, one would argue. They have a 6'10 guy, really good at basketball. He's shooting 50% from three. The 6'10 guy. They play slow, one of the slowest tempos in Division I basketball. So eat up a lot of shot clock. They want you to eat up a lot of shot clock. And so it's going to be a battle of styles because that's not really what WVU wants to do. They want to be, I would guess, they want to be manic. They want to go up and down one silver lining for clemson they're not good at offensive rebounding so they're similar to marquette in that fashion and elon but when i think of clemson basketball selfishly i it's a kind of a good thing west virginia winning a trophy the nit trophy back in 2007 came at the hands of beating clemson in the final In New York City, such a – what do you think about first from that 2007 NIT final? In no particular order, it's Beeline's last game, one foot out the door, on his way to Michigan. Frank Young's last game, I think about that, a solid senior season. Made like a, almost 123s that year, Frank Young, and did it with the cool beard. But if it's, but probably number one for most people is after they won the NIT and West Virginia got their t shirts, the second eye in Virginia was missing <laughs> from their t shirts. And I don't have to explain that one, just write it down write down Virginia and drop the second I in Virginia. And that's what was on the t-shirts. And that's the first thing I think about not winning a championship. It's, (laughs) it's those t-shirts with love and respect to a trophy and beeline of Frank Young. It's the t-shirt. So I wonder if they'll show that during the broadcast next uh, tomorrow. That's all. Oh, oh, maybe they'll show the T-shirt during the game on Sunday. That'd be fun. You know, ESPN, they like to have fun. I'll be on the lookout for it until, oh, I'll be on the lookout for it. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Whichever one you want. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, CastBox. Hit the follow button. Rate the podcast five stars. Find stars. Hit the last star on the right. And then that'll give. It's really quick to do. One press of your phone and it helps us podcast. So thank you in advance. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt, WVU, for the 2021-2022 season. They are three and one.